So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. This is our spoiler-free overview of Halloween Horror Nights 29. I am Matt, and I am going solo tonight. And that is mainly because we are just about out of time to get this in before the second weekend starts. The second weekend of Halloween Horror Nights starts less than 24 hours from when I'm recording this. And I wanted to keep the tradition going of putting out a spoiler-free Look at the event on the heels of our spoiler-filled opening night review that Hunter and I did. And if you haven't heard that yet, you're not worried about spoilers, or you've already been to the event and already know a bunch of what we're talking about, that's online on our feed right now as well. But for this edition, this version of that review, this is more of a look at the overall i don't know what the word i'm looking for quality the how it compares to other years that might be a better way to say it what my broad stroke overview is of each of the attractions and the event as a whole instead of giving details and what i like specifically or don't like specifically about each attraction honestly the latter there's not a whole lot i don't like about it this year so i was thinking how do i want to go through this and I don't know if it was best to go through how it's listed on the website or how uh, we experienced it the first night or what I've gone through the most since then. I decided to go through each attraction as they were announced. I don't know why I decided that. It was just the best uh, variety as far as listing went. So we got some IP houses and some original houses. And in the middle of all that, we're going to have the scare zone. So that's the way I'm going to do it. So let's get started. I don't want to take up a whole lot of your time, but I also want to make sure I hit all the everything that there is to see at Halloween Horror Nights 29. So here we go. As everyone probably recalls, the very first announcement we got was the return of Stranger Things. And not a big surprise to many people that went to 28 because we see how well they did Stranger Things in 28. So as far as the return for this, what do we have to look forward to in terms of uh, what we saw in 28? Both seasons, the highlights of both seasons, I should say, what you would be looking for after seeing last year's 28 Stranger Things, many people probably watched season two and season three with the idea of a a Halloween Horror Nights haunted house or maze in mind and kind of picked and choose what they're expecting to see. And I don't think you're going to be wrong on most cases. Maybe not everything. It might not take off everything on your list, but everything I was expecting to see, having seen the season two and three of Stranger Things, they, they were there. Some, actually, to my surprise. And as far as the attention to detail, one thing I look for in these IP houses, particularly when they set up Bar with Stranger Things like last year, was the, how are the face characters? And again, without naming specific ones, there is one that made me cause a double take. My mind told me it wasn't that actual performer from the TV show, but it was so dead on that, like I said, made me take a a double take. 
again, with like I said, with Stranger Things 1, they set a high bar. They tried to at least match it, which I think in many ways they did. They also tried some new things in terms of scale, and in some ways it pays off. And again, like I said to start this, if you enjoyed Stranger Things last year, I'm reasonably sure you're going to like much of Stranger Things this year as well. Moving on, the first original house and the second thing they announced for Halloween Horror Nights 29 was Nightingale's Blood Pit. Of course, this is a return, because it's not a sequel, a return of the Nightingales from Halloween Horror Nights 21, and this time they're in ancient Rome. <laughs> this is going to be really hard not to give any details away, but I think the best thing I can say is from step one is that there is going to be no question what time period and what setting you are in when you get to this house that's all i want to say (laughs) i'm gonna cut myself off uh yeah yeah you won't have any question what story they're about to tell then moving on into the nightingale's house the name delivers on its promise the nightingales have returned and i'm not giving away any spoilers by referring what they told us in the press release and the announcement it is absolutely set in ancient rome and there is and there is moments where you would expect those two worlds to collide and what the aftermath would be let's uh let's go with that uh i i've only been in this once i really wanted to hit it a second time this weekend but things just didn't work out this one i'm having a hard time getting out of my head because i need to go in it again for a couple different reasons and it's going to be interesting to talk to more people about that, both on and off the show, and see if it was uh, see see how that those couple things kind of turn out. Uh, whether to what extent I like them, and maybe maybe some more things that that, that goes along with that. It's uh, this one. This is a very good original. In fact, all the originals this year are super strong. They kind of remind me of the twenty seven lineup when I really love the originals. In fact, the originals have been pretty spot on for. Past, past five years now is it 25 26 27 20 29 yeah that's five years i really don't have any complaints with many of the originals since 25 and they've really kept that bar going so nightingale's blood pit i think my last statement on that my last non-spoiler statement there'll be a lot more later in the season is going to be uh it's not for the squeamish that's my only warning without going into any other details but if you read the press release and hell if you just heard the title you probably already had that idea because uh yeah blood pit what is it going to be filled with Marshmallow? Probably not. That might be another house, but we'll get into that later. Oh, man. Next up on this list. I didn't realize this was so early, but Universal Monsters. Universal Monsters. I don't think, I, I, I don't think it's a secret, I should say, to anybody that this was the house I was look, looking most forward to. I said it in our hype episode. I said it on Hanstein's hype episode. In fact, I haven't really stopped talking about it since they announced it. With that preface and that buildup, I gonna say i am not in any way shape or form disappointed and i know when all is said and done this is going to be the house i go to most i'm kind of hoping that statement mixed with everything i've been saying this season kind of uh gives you the overall review because again i do not want to go into any spoilers but universal monsters it's one that i had such high expectations for such high hopes for and honestly, it'd probably be difficult to disappoint me, but if it were to disappoint me, I would not be struggling to talk about it as I am now without giving away spoilers, which I don't know if that's helping sell this house or not, but that is, is it, that's about all I really want to say without giving any spoilers away. 
What's really great about this, I will I will give this because it's again nothing that I'm I am not saying anything that wasn't already explained in the press release and some of the news that's come out before the morning of the event, the daytime of the event. This is a Universal Orlando creative take on the monsters, and these monsters are so iconic to every. When you say Frankenstein to someone, even if they haven't seen the movie, they will draw that flat-headed, bolts-in-the-neck Frankenstein. You say Dracula, they're going to draw the Widow Peak Bell Lugosi. You say Creature from the Black Lagoon. They might have a very difficult time with all that detail, but they're going to draw our Creature from the Black Lagoon. Although I'm not sure. Well, I guess there is a couple other water creatures in movie history as well. Even with the reimagining, uh, you can see my quotes. There are they. They bring all the you. There's no confusing who each one is. I I'm think I, I feel like I'm saying too much, so I want to stop. But my enthusiasm and my excitement for this house really hasn't stopped since I walked through it. And it's the third house that we did the very first night. So it's kind of, it's almost farthest in my, uh, my initial experience of this is farthest in my experience over all this event. And I still can't stop thinking about it. So I'm going to stop there and move on to the next thing. Which I see is Depths of Fear. Depths of Fear was the one I walked into with the most questions of how they're going to deliver on what they promise. And they I got the answers. The every element that they used to describe this house in all their posts and the marketing and whatnot, they're answered. Now, whether or not the answer is what you're thinking, that's another story. I'll say I was a little surprised with a couple of the uh elements that i was expecting or that i was told i would see i should say some like way better than my imagination was some i'm still like okay that's not how i imagined it so in my mind i'm getting a little used to it however this is the one i've been to most so far in three days and i did mention in our in our instant reaction review i, I won't say to what degree this is but it is nonstop. There's not really a lull in this house. Every step you take, every turn you take, there's going to be something else. Not going to give details, of course, in a spoiler-free review, but this is one that is it's this is one that's been really worth repeating and why I've probably gone through it as much as I have so far. And another one I'm really looking forward to talking to a lot of people about as the season goes on. All right, the next one they announced after that was Yeti Terror of the Yukon. And that is, of course, another original house. And if I hadn't mentioned it, Depths of Fear is an original house, though I'm sure anyone listening to this already knows that. Yeti Terror of the Yukon. This is a, I guess you could say this is a spinoff. Uh, can you use that term in a, maybe, yeah, why not? I know it's a TV term, but why not in a maze? Spinoff of Slaughter Cinema last year. So now the Yeti's got his, or a lineage of the Yeti, I should say, or a branch of the Yeti tree, has its own house this year. And what I love most about this, there's a lot, I'm going to tell you this. Again, no no details. I love a lot about this house. I really love a lot about this house. The, what I love about it the most is the setting. It's the Yukon. It's way up north. It's Canada, it's frigid, it's cold, it's snowy. It does not take long to get immersed in that world and you do not leave until the end. And it you never forget where you are. Another absolute hit of an original house this year. And not to mention the creature design, when and where we see the creatures. And of course, if you're going to have creatures, you're going to have victims. Some of my favorite kill scenes or not even horror scenes some of my favorite i guess something kill scenes is i don't know what else to call it right now uh, of this year are in this house 
And I think above all in this, this house is a lot of fun. Hunter and I had a lot of those scare laughs the whole time and not goofy laughs not well i mean it came from slaughter cinema that's a different type of beast but it's it wasn't it wasn't silly at all it was definitely frightening but the whole idea of it was so much fun uh, another one i'm going to visit a whole lot I, I really it's just really going to be hard not to go to all 10 every night i think in the end but yet i think it's definitely going to be on the top of that uh have to see repeatedly list so after Yeti Terror of the Yukon, we found out about Ghostbusters. Probably one of the most anticipated IP houses, not only of this year, but of modern Halloween Horror Nights. And with that, it's got a lot to live up to. And best I can really say, again, I'm, it's, I don't even want to tiptoe spoilers. I just want to completely give a wide berth around them. It I, in my opinion, it really lives up to that hype in a lot of ways. There's not a lot I don't like about this. It took a couple runs for me to get over the initial shock of the fact that we even had Ghostbusters. There was that. There was kind of the, you're a little overwhelmed when you go in. You're, you are just, you're not given a slow burn. You're jumped right into the world of Ghostbusters. You get a lot of elements that, are just solely tied to that movie and you really don't ever get away from it till the very end until you leave is what it comes down to when you leave you're still hearing a major element of it for quite a while until you're quite a bit away from the from that sound stage subsequent runs have more than held up in fact i've gotten better runs since the initial run the very first time we went through there is this whole ghostbusters is comedy it's not scary it doesn't belong there I fall into the camp of Ghostbusters screams Halloween to me in many ways. And coming from that viewpoint, it absolutely delivers on everything in that. And I think I can say it delivers on both sides of the comedy versus horror. I think it's, or not scary, I should say. Well, maybe horror, because that's what the, the term kind of terms sort of kind of go hand in hand. I think this is going to end up being one of those things that if you go into it with a bad attitude, you're going to find things wrong with it no matter what happens. I also think, on the other side of that, if you go into this already loving the fact that it's there, maybe some things will be amplified to you more than they are to me or anybody else. For me, it delivered on what I was expecting it to be. I had a ton of fun. All the elements were there, some in ways I didn't expect, and some almost exactly like I pictured. I've been through this almost as much as Depths of Fear, and I would have tied my run through this house with Depths of Fear had I not stopped to go to the Lagoon show, which we will talk about in this episode a little bit. I was thrilled with it. I'm still thrilled with it. I'm going to be thrilled with it. I'm looking forward again to going through it with a lot of people. I already know what my co-hosts Johnny and Hunter think of it. I'm curious to see what Quentin and Karen think of it. In fact, if you want to pull all the co-hosts in, I went through with Shelby, and that was probably the most fun I had in that house that run so again I, this is this is a weird one to talk about because i'm not going to say it's divisive i'm not going to say it's got the community split down the middle but i will say that there's very vocal arguments being made on both sides and i think if you are already against it being there you're gonna find something wrong with it i would probably be the same way so i mean i've done that with other things too again on the other side if you are really excited and this is the one thing that's drawing you there you're probably gonna get even more out of it than i do then there's everything else in between and if you're coming at it from the viewpoint of you want to see a really good attraction at halloween horror nights and you're really familiar with the property 
I think that's where the most fun is to be had because I think it's going to surprise you. I think you're going to get a couple of good scares. I think you might have a little more laughs in that. For me, I'll continue to go to it over and over until the event is over. And it's about all I'm going to say without getting the details because we will get in the details much, much, much more during the season. Now from one very, uh, uh, what should I say, built for Halloween Horror Nights IP to one probably even more so, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It is a maze this year. And I was very, very curious to see how this one was going to translate from the street experience we had last year and into a house. Basically, I wanted to see they were confined to, they weren't going to rebuild the street, at least the, the facade of the street, the buildings. That wasn't going to happen. So they had to adjust and build around that. Within a, a house, when they're building a maze, they kind of have their square footage and they have their certain limitations, but not nearly as many as the street does. So I was curious to see what they're going to do with a more of a blank palette in this. This one, this is the very first one we did. This kicked off my Halloween Horror Nights 29. Now, here's the thing about this one. This one is, it's a property I really enjoy. So everything, once again, was represented. And there was, in fact, a lot of the scenes I thought, oh, wow, I just realized one scene I was really counting on being there wasn't there. And that's actually a good thing to say, because that means every all the other things that were occupying that house were, were spot on and kept me from thinking about that. Well, darn, I just realized that. Anyway, I'm going to have to take a closer look and see if it's there in some other way, because I'm kind of surprised it's not there. And I'm not going to say what it is, because it's kind of a... It's an anti-spoiler with it not being there. But anyway, back to what I was saying. It's a movie I really enjoy. I was really curious what they saw. I was really curious to see what they're going to do with this. And it was a lot different than my expectations. So this is one that was going to take some time to grow on me. This is also the one that's the most noticeably changed since opening night. And I'm kind of reserving giving a final thought on it because I think it's going to keep happening. When I went through it, I thought there was a ton of potential for other stuff in there. Turns out, in some way, they're actually being put in there. So so I don't have my final opinion on this. But I can tell you, if you know the movie, and you know the movie well, you're going to recognize every single room in this house. And for a property like that, for Killer Clowns from Outer Space, you could play with it. You can interpret it in some ways and you can do some interesting things. And I, I'm not going to say it's going to be not everything in there is 100% screen accurate. I will say, though, you can see where the inspiration, you can see what every room of this is supposed to be from that movie. And for that, like, a, like I was trying to say before I kind of rambled on there, that for me, for a movie like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that's what this kind of house needs to be. And that's what it is. What I'm really happy to find out is that it's becoming even more so that. So my final opinion on this is kind of in limbo until I see more of it, because I haven't seen the latest changes. We're only three days in, and that's how much has changed since my last time I went through it. But I can tell you, if you're a fan of the movie and you know the movie well, then I think you're in for a real treat. Okay, if I am reading this release list right, I believe Jordan Peele's Us is the next one up. As difficult of a time as I have forming a final opinion on Killer Clowns from Outer Space, it's even more difficult for us. I had no idea. I did see the movie. If anyone missed that I uh, had said that I had seen the movie since our Instant Reaction, I had not seen it when we recorded Instant Reaction. I have since seen the movie. This was the one IP that, even though now I knew the source material, in fact, it was the, I think, yeah, it was the last thing I watched before we went to Halloween Horror Nights as far as IPs went. I still didn't know what I was going to 
what elements of this movie I was going to see. I knew there had to be something. If, if they're going to do an IP, they're not going to do an interpretation of the idea and make uh, millions of doppelgangers that can <laughs> you can hopefully identify yourself of all the people who walk through there. I didn't think that. I thought we were going to see the characters from the movie. How we see them and what they chose to show was a big surprise. I was really not ready for how they did this house. And there was a, uh, a more than one room I wasn't ex- I actually wasn't expecting to see and saw and done well. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, okay, I did like it. I was going to say, I'm not sure if I like it. That's not true. I am not sure where, I'm certainly not sure where it falls in my list. And that's also a testament to the the, the everything they have this year because it, I feel awful making everything anything ten. I feel awful making anything nine. In fact, I am struggling with making anything eight. But when you have ten things and you're going to have to rank them, something's going to have to fall somewhere. If you like this movie, you you do need to see this because you. I, I think it's going to have. I think you're going to be surprised at some of the things they pulled off in this as well. I think you'll also be seeing some things you expect. It's a happy. It's that was what was fun. It was a happy mix between the two. If you don't know this movie, here's 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 where I'm not sure where to explain this. If you haven't seen this movie at all, and it's it, I, I don't even think seeing the trailer, you're really going to recognize much of anything in here. That's where this house might have its biggest hurdle. If you haven't seen the movie, you're going to get scares. I mean, every house is built to scare you. Boo holes are strategically placed. False walls are put in. We all know how, we all know how that works. So someone is going to get you out of the sheer element of surprise. Whether or not you recognize that character that's scaring you and it kind of ramps up the experience, that's a big question mark. I don't think it really will. I think this one's really going to rely on its popularity with the person going through it with having seen the movie. It's hard to say that. I, and now, in hindsight, I really wish I hadn't watched it. I wish I'd gone through it, gone through the opening weekend, then watched the movie this week and go back this following weekend and see if I felt different about it. I didn't do that. I kind of wish I hadn't. And if you had the opportunity to do that, if you're over here multiple nights or even multiple weekends and you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, I'm kind of curious if anyone does that. And if you do, give us a quick message on Twitter or Facebook or even uh, send us an email because I'm really curious how this holds up with people that haven't seen it. So this one, it was well done. I really enjoyed it, but I think if I hadn't seen the movie, it would have really not meant a whole lot to me. So from Jordan Peele's Us, we go into Graveyard Games, and if you follow Niazaz on Twitter, you may have seen the message I sent the other night. I said, Graveyard Games is my new favorite horror movie. Fight me. I kind of channeled Shelby there for a second. Graveyard Games is one of the most unique originals I've ever been through. I, I want to tell you why. I cannot tell you why, because it is a major spoiler. It's the way they tell the story in the house. That is all I'm going to say. If I tell you why I've said all the things I said about that leading up to those statements, it's going to spoil it. This is probably one of the best told story houses without actually hearing any real dialogue. I mean, we've all been to Halloween Horror Night houses. You get screams. You get a sentence at best. You get catchphrases. So not a whole lot of time to sit there and tell you a story. There's still a story, a beginning, a middle, and maybe even a cliffhanger, though kind of an end. I, I was just the the experience in this one alone really was one that probably hit me strongest the very first night I went through, and I've been through it a few times again. I'm surprised I haven't been through this as much as Depths of Fear. 
But I can tell you, when all said and done, I will definitely have been through this more in Depths of Fear. I almost guarantee it. It's hard to tell with only three nights behind us, but I've been thinking about this one so much more than I think all the originals. And I'm going to really start diving into the social media element of it. I kind of just took a taste of it Sunday night. I haven't gone all in on it yet, but I know some people that have, and I really think this one is going to just uh, kind of just keep getting better for me. And it, that's, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say anymore. This is, these episodes are probably the most difficult to do, but Graveyard Games, man, big, big, big hit for me this weekend. Okay, we are to the announcement of the Scare Zones and Academy of Villains Altered States. I will start with the Scare Zones. And in fact, in this case, I'm going to go through them the way I went through them my first night. Zombieland Double Tap. I will say, I've, I've said many times in this episode that I've been pleasantly surprised and things have exceeded my expectations. Zombieland has not yet, but this is in the New York area of the park. It's a very large area. There's actually quite a few things going on. I have yet to have a good run of this. I did see some things I recognized. I should say I saw a thing I recognized. Well, if you want to count the uh, drop right at the end, two things. So this one is going to, I think for sure, it's going to take me not only a couple runs to really see what it has to offer, but it's going to take some time to grow on me. Apart from that one particular character and a couple of the set design pieces, in fact, all the set design pieces, there's not a whole lot about this that screams Zombieland to me, at least, again, not yet. But I do want to make absolutely clear, I've not been through it this very much at all yet. I certainly haven't spent any, I haven't stayed in that zone to make sure I see things yet. I've been not very good at that. These houses have really grabbed my uh, attention and really taken my heart of this year's Halloween Horror Nights. I was kind of running to all the houses. Maybe not fair to the scare zones, but that's what had happened. So Zombieland right now is, of all the things, that's the one, uh, when you say it, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's there. I'm, I'm glad it's there. I'm glad there's something in that zone, but I just keep kind of walking right now. I will fix that. So I don't have a real review for you on that. I don't have a real strong opinion on it. Uh, I can just tell you what I saw and what I've experienced. So uh, probably not the best spotlight to put Zombieland in in this episode. We got a lot of nights to go, and I am absolutely going to make sure I take the time to see it. I know Quint is super excited to see it. So at the very least, he will, him and I, the nights we are there, we're going to take a really good close look at it. Now on the flip side of that, I kind of <laughs> I feel like a real... Uh, heal just describing Zombieland the way I did because from there I went into Rob Zombie Hellbilly Deluxe and again no secret to anyone to listen to the show how excited I was for the scare zone I had a ton of things I wanted to see I got a lot of them but even more so I got things I didn't know I wanted to say I got things I didn't know that they would do I mean I know they could do it I didn't think they would and they're not so far out there that I think they're going to be gone by the end of the event, but eh, maybe, I don't know. It all depends. You know, certain people got problems with certain different things. So it depends on who complains the loudest about what and who's behind them. But man alive is my first and then second and then third and then fourth and then fifth. And then at the point losing count of my runs, I went through zombie or uh, zombie land. I just messed that up too many zombie words in a row. Rob zombie hellboy deluxe was everything I wanted and more. And there is no doubt in my mind, unless I get as sick as I did last year, 
which God, I hope I don't. I hope I just didn't jinx myself. That would be the only thing keeping me from standing in that zone at 2 a.m. the night of November the 2nd and closing the event out in there. I love this scare zone. I mean, I already love this album. It's one of my all-time favorite albums. I still listen to today, and certainly I've been listening to it a lot during the after, ever since the announcement. That's all you hear in there. And I mean, I'm going to sit through. I, I, I've not done this yet. I am going to take a night to sit through the entire play of Hellbilly Deluxe one night. And I honestly can't wait for that. I don't think I've ever spent. I think I'm already past the amount of time I've ever spent in one scare zone. And we're only three nights into it. This is going to be a record setter in many ways for me. I love this scare zone. And please don't change it. If you're going to change anything, put more in it. Although I don't know how you can. Because especially with all the people that are hanging out, apparently this has been way more popular than I anticipated. I don't know how, how much Halloween Horror Nights in Universal Orlando anticipated the uh, this attraction, but my God, is this thing packed every night so far. So I know I'm not going to be alone November the 2nd. So, man, what a great scare zone. I mean, grudgingly, I move on. And what do I, what do we walk into next? We go into Vikings Undead. This is another one. Like much like Zombieland, I've not spent a lot of time in, but I need to. I really feel the need to give this a lot more attention. There is nothing in here that I saw that I don't like, and I haven't seen it all, so I need to see more. These character designs, I don't want to. I almost slipped and said another word there, but the designs that the of what these characters are wearing. There's a couple of platforms. There's one in particular. I I am not sure if we're going to see by the end of this. It's I don't want to say, and when you see it, you you you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. You might not agree with me, but I think uh, when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And it's it's the um, the lighting. I've always one thing I've always loved about this this scare zone because of the trees. I'm not giving that away. If you don't know, there's trees in this scare zone by now. That's that's not a spoiler. What they did with the lights in there that I always love what they do and. Some I like better than others, but I've never not liked what they've done. And this year is something I've never seen before. Uh, I won't say what. And I like it. I Not my favorite of the lighting they've done, but I really like it. It's different. They they decided to try something, and it's working. It's I, And if it were to come back again in another year, it wouldn't disappoint me. But again, you know, not it's definitely it's it's not on the low end of that list. It's right in the middle. It's really cool. And it's the first time I've ever seen it, and I've been going since nine. So this is my what twenty first year? I guess that's what it works out to. And I've never seen this particular design lighting design in this zone. So that was cool. I really enjoyed this. Need to go back and see more of this. And speaking of needing to go back and see more, Vanity Ball. That's the one I've spent the second most amount of my time in, and I think I'm going to spend a lot more time in there as well. The this zone is is becoming this area this Hollywood area it's it's I I wouldn't say it was never my favorite but there was the, what was always there that's not true the more I'm thinking about it I guess well let's let's say pre Halloween Horror Nights twenty five there's always been stuff in there I've enjoyed it but it's I've kind of forgotten what's there I have not forgotten what's in been in this this one for the past at least four of the of the five years I mean I know the icons were there in twenty five. Vamp 55 was there in 26. Festival of the Deadliest was there in 27. Chucky was there in 28. And then Vanity Ball. And I'd say of all, of four, four of those are some of my all-time favorites, period, in there. I'm not going to tell you which one of those five I didn't count in that, but I will say that one ranks up there as well. Vanity Ball, man. it's it, This one's got a lot to take in in the sense that things come and go. I that's uh, Again, tiptoeing around spoilers. 
with the other, I think Festival of the Deadliest is one in particular. The Map 55 is probably a good one, too. Everyone is out there. You saw everything. There's something in this where you might not see everything the first time around. And, in fact, what is the centerpiece of all this is so eye-catching. You really might miss a lot of the street characters. And all this is are good things I'm pointing out. So Vanity Ball has been a lot of fun to go through. And another one I'm going to spend a lot of time in. And that's another one that is it needs a really close look at because I've g- gone in there and have had so much to look at that my head keeps zipping back and forth every time something catches my eye. I've gotten a good look at about a half dozen character makeups. I need to see more because the, the ones I saw were pretty outstanding. And there's a lot more than six characters in there. So this is another one that needs revisiting over and over again and is also a lot of fun. So far, the characters are point on their coordination of distracting and scaring you. And again, what the, that centerpiece element is what makes the everything the most fun and all this. So, um, man. Man, I really, really, these these spoiler-free episodes are so difficult. So I'll just stop there and go to the last but not least, Anarchy. Technically, Anarchy is the first one we did walk through, but it was, I was on our way to somewhere else, and it was broad daylight. So I didn't get a good look at it till the nighttime. And man, is this the way to see it. If you come in, if you're not at Stay and Scream, and you come in, and it's daylight, you need to go hit it again and not hit it at the exit when there's a billion people around you. Make sure you take time at least an hour before they start pushing people out of the park so you get a little elbow room to take a really good look in an arcade. Hands down, the best thing they've done in this scare zone, or in this area, I should say, this street, in many years, probably since... Uh, Masquerade. Masquerade is one of my all-time favorite on in that area, and this is probably the best they've done since Masquerade. This one is really cool, and they really take advantage of it being so dark over there, and you'll see why when you see it. So leaving the scare zones, let's talk about Academy of Villains. This is a show that ever since it debuted in 26, I it's not been my thing. Saying I'm not a fan of it isn't fair. I guess I guess technically I'm not. I'm not, um, uh, but I'm also not an, an an anti fan. I'm not an enemy of it. I'm not a hater of it. It just wasn't my thing. Super talented people, super nice people, the ones that I've met. Incredible amount of energy. The music's great. The dancing is is super energetic. It's just I'll, I'll watch it one and done. Having said that, and I said it the way I said it on purpose, I am really looking forward to going back and taking people to this show. This is the best one I've seen. Hunter and I have gotten, I wouldn't say in an argument and a debate whether or not 20, the, uh, not 26, uh, 27, was it the Irma year? Yeah, 27 was the Irma year because of how they put together a, a very impressive show after having their stage destroyed. I, I, I can't argue that that's a correct statement, but Altered States is my favorite Academy of Villains show of all time. It's the, it, it's, it sounds like a really shitty thing to say, but it is the first one I'm going back to see. And I am really curious about Karen's opinion. Quint's opinion as well. I think Quint will agree that it's the best one they had, but I think Karen's actually going to love it a, a lot more than him. I don't know. I could be wrong. When it comes to Halloween Horror Nights, Quint is 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 always a surprise. I, I, and with that, I think this is one that I, I know he's going to like this better than the others. I'm just curious how much. And I'm hoping he likes it as much as I do because... It's a little different, but but still showcasing the things they do best. And I loved it. I have I couldn't. I was surprised how much I loved it. 
And I really can't wait to go back and see it again. And that's all I'm going to say. And that leads us up to our 10th house, which is Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. And I, that was that's the last time I sat here and talked to myself was the instant reaction to that. I kind of had to hype myself up for that. And I was, I mean, it's, it's Rob Zombie. I actually really like the movie. It's, it's a tough one to watch all the time because I think of just the way it's, uh, the story is told, but I do watch it every few years, which if you really think about movies, you repeat other than the ones you absolutely love. That's still kind of a, a, a heavy rotation. I don't even think I watch, uh, most of the star Wars ones at that point, that's my all time favorite movie series, but I'll watch this every few years or so. I watched it again with the idea of this being a haunted house and also also knowing that it was originally the story was written as a haunted house. And I kind of figured I knew exactly what I'd see. And in a very real way, I did get what I expected to see, but on a very different way, not the way I, or yeah, not the way my mind was walking through this house. This was a total surprise how much I like this. And I have seen, so many posts of people raving about this house that have posted how much they hate this movie before the event started. I think this is going to be the runaway hit of the year. So much is right about this house. First, I will tell you without telling you what it is. This is, they finally got a facade right on this tent. This is the tent that's behind men in black. And it's always been like a flat wall with some stuff on it, like projected on it was one year that was a chance year but did blumhouse have projections i think they did i think one year maybe not the second year or vice versa they've thrown the flat wall away literally and it finally has a facade it has a facade worthy of the property inside and that was a big worry when i saw this facade i'm like oh man this is like to draw you in to make this more of a crowd eater they didn't stop there this is the most unexpected um surprise of how good this was of everything and i have raved a lot about a lot of things in this episode alone this is one i can't wait to go back and see this is another one that is tied for second most runs through maybe the most by times all said and done this i'm going to tell you if you, this is going to be a really weird statement if you hate this movie i think you're going to like this house if you've never seen this movie i think you're going to love this house this is not only is it a great representation of the movie it's just a good haunted house you don't this is one of the few ips in many years you don't have to know anything about to go through and have a one hell of a time it's really good and i expected to like it i didn't expect to rave about it as much as i have been since going through it and that leads me to the last, and by every definition, not the least of the events at Halloween Horror Nights, and that is the Lagoon Show, the Marathon of Mayhem. I will be doing a So You Waited to the Last Minute episode like I do every year, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is the one thing, no matter what your situation is, if you have Express, if you have Ultimate Plus Express, if you have a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka, Golden Ticket, you can do anything, anytime, anywhere you want. You still cannot miss this show. Period. That's all I'm going to say. This is a cannot miss the entire year round. Forget about last minute. Forget about opening weekend. You have to see this show. And it's really great to see after you have a few houses under your belt and a few street experiences under your belt. And that's not difficult to do because they don't do it till the sun is well down and the night's well into it. It's 10, 12, and 11 you will surely have some things done. And hell, even if you just get there at 9.55 and you head to the lagoon, it might be an even better way to start tonight. I hadn't considered that until I said that. One of the best things of this event, one of the best 
second shows they've had in a long time. Don't miss this. Do not miss this. Even if you are on the other side of the park at 1145 or however 15 minutes to get to the lagoon and it's almost 12 and it's the last night you're there. Go see it. You will not regret it. You cannot miss this show. And the less said, the better. And I cannot wait until the, of all the things that I want Quentin Karen to see. This is the one I want them to see most. And that's after me having raid for what? 40 minutes after edits, maybe a little less of nonstop about almost everything in this. This is the, I'm actually, I didn't plan to do this in this order and make this last, but damn, am I glad that this fell last because I can't say enough about this. And it is just, it's, did I say can't miss? Did I mention it's a can't miss? If I didn't, let me just make sure I say it. The cannot miss thing at Halloween Horror Nights 29. So, with that rant, I actually had to stop and catch my breath. Uh, that leads us to the end of the event and kind of giving my overall thoughts on it. We are in probably one of the best times of Halloween Horror Nights, one of the best phases or eras, actually, is probably a better word for it, where there hasn't been a year that is overall disappointing now we've had some years better than others and i'm talking from 25 till now so the past five years that's a big chunk of time uh, were they all the best i mean did they all top 17 for me no in fact i would say 29 doesn't necessarily top 17 for me but i think because we're in such a a new era right now a new way of looking at things having these ips and turning them into these immersive experiences and have them partnered with some of the best originals I've ever seen in this in this whole new era. It's hard to sit and say that we're this is the best year ever or that's the best year. I think we I think what I want to say is that we are in the best time of Halloween Horror Nights ever, at least for me. Now, it's not gonna resonate with everybody. Everybody likes things a different way. But for me, the past five years have been some of the best fun, best memories, best experiences I've had with Halloween Horror Nights. And 29 just adds to that. That's what I'm really trying to say here. It doesn't make it any less. It doesn't, maybe makes it a little, makes it overall more. It's that phrase that you might have heard. It's usually related to businesses. It's really related to breweries, as I'm finding out. A rise in tide raises all ships. 29 is another strong year, making for me, again, for me, I can only speak for me, making this era of Halloween Horror Nights one of the best time periods ever. And I don't know what much more than that I can say. Some of the best houses, once again, some of the best scare zones, once again, some of the best originals, once again, and certainly the best shows. I think if anything I can take away from this is that we've got some really strong shows this year. Do I miss Bill and Ted? Of course I miss Bill and Ted. It was a staple ever since I started, but I'm happy with what I got this year. And most of all, I cannot wait to show this to more people again. I can't wait to show it not only to my co-hosts. But local friends, I can't wait to get together again with friends I've already gotten together to. I can't wait to meet new friends, which there's already some plans with people I've met that listen to the show that go on that are part of our Facebook group and that have contacted me online. All around, just one of the best eras of, of Halloween Horror Nights, and 29 is no small part of that. That's really all I can say, and that's really my final thoughts. And I'm looking forward to talking about this more as the season goes. So without droning on, although I think you could call that entire episode a droning on done in the key of C flat. I don't know if that's true. I know nothing about music. Um, 
I don't even know why I made that reference. But uh, I do want to say before I wrap up, let's talk about a couple of those points of context because I am always eager to meet more people and so are all of my co-hosts as well. We'll talk about the Facebook page first, the Facebook group. It's called Shady Brook Asylum. There is three questions you have to answer to get admittance to the page, but are, there's no wrong answers. It's just to prove that there's a human behind the keyboard. Type something in as the answer so that we know you're not a spam bot or whatever nefarious things are out there on social media pages, and you'll certainly be part of the group. And it's actually one of the best Halloween Hard Night groups I belong to. We have a lot of fun on there. It's all talking about what we love about the event. What we have, what we've enjoyed most, things, details that we've noticed, and we're actually a lot of us are getting to meet each other face to face this season, which has been a lot of fun. Our contact points: we are at Neozaz on Twitter. That is really our most activity on social media for Halloween Horror Nights. But if you're looking for us elsewhere, we're also at Neozaz on Instagram and at Neozaz Podcast on Facebook. If you want to drop us an email about the event this year, you can do that at cohhn at neozaz.com. That's short for Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. And of course, last but not least, neozaz.com, the website. Not only does it have every episode of the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights ever and all the future ones to come, it also has the literal thousands. I think we're almost up to 5,000 shows we've done over the past five years of all our series. Not 5,000 shows of Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Not yet. We'll get there one day, but we have a huge library of content on that page that you might not be familiar with because we, we do find a lot of people that find our series on Neozaz don't realize that we're an entire network of programs. So take a look. Chances are, as I'm meeting more people, we might have some common interest on those other shows too. You might find something you like. That is it. Oh, no, that is not it. Because I will mention, if you hadn't heard it in the past couple episodes, especially the spoiler-filled review episode, I do have lanyards this year. Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights lanyards, and I do have buttons. In fact, the second version of the lanyard should be here in a couple weeks. We still have quite a few of the first one, which is based on our iTunes logo. It's, it is that catacomb with the the lighted candles and that font for our logo. But the next one is a little more 80s themed. I will have both eventually, but I certainly have some now and I've got a ton of buttons. So I do post on Twitter, usually a selfie of some sort that shows what shirt and hat I'm wearing and also where I am at the time I took it. I usually start my night somewhere. Spoiler alert, that's usually in Duff Gardens, but uh, it's, it does change from time to time. So if you haven't already followed us on Twitter and you want to get one of those, that's the best place to get an idea of where we're at through the night. Okay, that is really it. So let me say before I go, thank you, of course, for listening. We'll be back with a lot more coverage of Halloween Horror Nights 29 as the event goes on. So until then, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening.